And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to another little anticipated hype episode, and in this one we are going to talk about The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is, I guess, The Conjuring 3, but they didn't call it The Conjuring 3, they called it The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, because the other ones they called The Conjuring and then The Conjuring Mm -hmm. 2, this one, they didn't do that. Well, I mean, the others were James Wan and this wasn't, so maybe that's why they were like, we'll just do like a spin-off-y one (laughs) without him. I mean, he did produce it, but he didn't direct it. And this is the first one he didn't direct. This one was directed by Michael Chavez. I don't know. The one that did La Llorona. (sighs) Yeah, that one. But he, James Wan still had something to do with this one, at least. I also, I have a comment, and I would, I, I, I just kind of wonder if you agree with me or not. Why did we wait? Because they still released this on HBO. So if they were going to release it on streaming anyways, I mean, I know it still came out in theaters, but I feel like more people that I've talked to are still watching it on HBO. Correct. Yeah, that's all I've seen is HBO Max. Yeah. Granted, though, it did have a budget of $39 million, and as of the first weekend, so far it has made 50, so it's a little bit past the first weekend at this point, but it has made $57.9 million, so I guess that's the point, but like... <laughs> I just didn't know it was going to be... I watched it on HBO Max, personally. Same. I just didn't realize it was also going to be released for streaming, because I was trying to make plans about going to the movie theater, and then I saw an ad for it on HBO, (laughs) and I was like, well, fuck that. I'm just going to watch it at home. Right. That being said, I am a huge proponent for movie theaters. I just had a lot going on, and my in-laws were in town, and I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to coordinate this. I can just watch it at night in my own home. And it was on my, like... I have the new home theater system and I haven't really gotten to watch anything like super ooky scary yet. And I turned off all the lights and really just did the thing. So (laughs) that was a lot of fun, but Ed and Lorraine Warner, obviously back for this, this follows the conjuring. This is set in the eighties and this is based on a true story of the Warrens. And if you go all the way back to season one or year one or whatever we're doing here, we actually did an episode on the Warrens. It is under Haunted Happy Hour, Haunted Hoaxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do with that what you will. And we actually talk about this court case in that. So if you want some context, you can go out and go back. And the whole thing is all about the Warrens cases and why they may be considered hoaxes not the case not all the cases but specifically the warren's involvement Mm -hmm. and ed and lorraine warren themselves that being said love the actors and in this like ed oh yeah patrick wilson vera farmiga fucking amazing they really just make these movies in my opinion they do absolutely i could watch them be a couple their chemistry they could put them in a rom-com and i'd be like yep (laughs) absolutely but they just they do such a great job in all of these movies so i i love not that they would do anything else with this but i love watching the conjuring films one and two are so well done and they're so scary 
like obviously I can rewatch them and they're not they don't get me quite as much that being said two always kind of always gets me a little bit but they come back for this one and we start out right out the gates actually the first exorcism scene was the scariest in the whole movie in my opinion like I was like fuck that (laughs) they do an exorcism of an eight-year-old named David and attended by his family his sister and her boyfriend Arnie Johnson or Arne Johnson and this priest named Father Gordon in this little town in Connecticut and during this exorcism Arne invites the demon from the little boy into him which you just don't do that we literally saw that in the exorcist and there's actually a couple little calls to the exorcist in this film one of Mm -hmm. them being the priest gets out of the taxi and has his own little scene outside the house that kind of looks like the exorcist and when he asks the demon to come into his body it goes from the little boy to him and you see it shift in the eyes and Patrick Wilson's character Ed actually the demon gives him a heart attack so the stakes are pretty high for Ed and Lorraine Warren in this one because Ed might fucking die. Right. Like the whole time he's like out of commission. And usually Ed and Lorraine are both like very active. You don't really see them being that vulnerable, like a little bit for Lorraine in, I guess really both because she's that medium character and you kind of see how, in the I think it was the first one she something like really fucked her up for a long time but now it's like physically they can be just fucking murked you know by a demon stopping their heart so Ed has a heart attack goes to the hospital but he's the only one that saw this demon go into this other kid's body but David is free now and the other this other guy Arnie over here now is possessed but it's like a slow roll possession kind of or it's only like when it's convenient but the possession is really weird in this i did have some issues with this one in my opinion spoiler alert it is the weakest of the conjuring films definitely okay i was about to say i don't know how you feel about this again we don't talk about this before we record oh i'll i'll wait till the points to tell you how i feel i'll wait i got some i got some things I have a feeling that you have stronger feelings than I do. (laughs) So I'll just talk about the plot and you can take it from there. So basically, and I actually remember this when we were talking about the case. Uh, Okay, so it's Arne, but they call him Arnie. I'm going to call him Arnie because that's what they call him in the movie. Okay, Arnie. It's Arnie. (laughs) Arnie is possessed now. And they, him and Debbie, who is his fiance, they live in this apartment above a dog kennel where Debbie works. And the landlord is like a drunk asshole, I guess you would say. And he kind of harasses Arnie one day to help him like fix a stereo. And he likes just blasting the music. And he's just kind of like being a drunk asshole, dancing with Debbie. And Debbie doesn't want him to. But this demon is making him see things that aren't there. Eventually, it causes him to stab the landlord a bunch and kill him and that's where the whole the devil made me do it comes in because it's very emily rose-esque here where not in the whole like she didn't murder somebody but in the whole this is a court case the warrens are trying to get evidence that 
Arnie murdered this landlord because he was possessed by a demon and the demon made him do it, which was real. They tried to do that in court. They tried to say that it was by means of demonic possession that this kid murdered this guy, which had never been done in the United States before. And which is an interesting precedent to set because it's like, is it mental illness or is it demon? We'll never know. And some of the scares in this one were not quite as gripping as I felt like in the other ones. Like when Arnie is seeing things that the demon wants him to see, I knew that they were going to be jump scares. And that, that wasn't because like, it was like, oh, they're giving it away. I just kind of know horror at this point, and especially specifically the Conjuring films, because even though it was a different director, it still felt Conjuring-esque to me. That being said, literally on the opposite end of that, it was also very different. I don't really know how to explain that. Like, Yeah, I mean, all the scares were also in the trailer. If you've seen the trailer, by the way, you've seen this movie. I don't remember the trailer, if that helps. That's good. Yeah. Well, I just didn't really watch it, to be perfectly honest with you. And I kind of did that on purpose because I, when I found out the guy that was doing La Llorona was doing this, I didn't fucking watch the trailer because he did that with La Llorona too. And I know more people have something to do with that than the director, but we literally talked about that when we reviewed The Curse of La Llorona where you have, if you've seen the trailer... You have seen the movie. That was my biggest problem with La Llorona because nothing in it was scary. There is only one scare in this movie that is not in the trailer. And it's one you can see coming a mile away. Which is so unfortunate because I feel like especially the second Conjuring, there were so many things where I was like, oh, God. Uh-huh. Yes. The you first know. two are so scary. I cannot watch those two at night. No. I feel like I could watch the first one at this point because I've seen it so many times, mm. but I, and that's maybe like, if you actually made me do it, I might bitch out, but like the second one, absolutely not. And that's so rare for a sequel, mm-hmm. you know, but like this one, even when I didn't know it was coming, there were some, there was some tension building. Like there's this one scene where he's in the kennels and he's seeing what the demon wants him to see which is distorting his reality. And so he turns the landlord into this monster, which is why Arnie stabs him and kills him. And I will say like the dark hallway and like the monster running at him, that was, but they also do that a lot in this film. Also it's terrible CGI that's coming at you. It's not great. Yeah. And so it was like very like, it was overdone in the movie a little bit. Like I didn't feel that a ton when I was watching it, but now like thinking about it, 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 it didn't really, okay. I'm going to be perfectly real with you. By the end of the movie, I started looking at my phone. I'm going to, same. This is the, okay. Now I'm getting mad. This is the most bored I've been in a film in so long. I was completely bored the entire time. And towards the end, I was literally screaming at the television. I'm glad I watched it in my home instead of in the theater. Cause I was screaming at the television. So mad. Yeah, I I didn't get like I wasn't upset about it. It's just definitely like I went to bed and I was like, okay, well that was The Conjuring Three. Like, all right, it. 
And that's so interesting because I've seen a lot of people say, okay, it was, it was not bad. It was pretty good. Like some people said it was the weakest conjuring and I've seen some people say it was the strongest conjuring. I feel so. like that's just people being hard up for film though. Like compare this one to the other two movies and it is bad. <laughs> Don't give me that. It wasn't that bad. It was fucking boring. It wasn't scary. The CGI was shit. It was edited terribly. Like there were times when Lorraine would say something that didn't match up with what had just happened in the previous scene. I also think that this might be one of those movies where you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. You know, I'm kind of lukewarm about it because I just like, I love the conjuring, but I'm not like, I think people that love the conjuring love the entire franchise of films, like the nun and the Annabelle films and, you know, like everything about them because it's a whole universe. Everything ties together with the Warrens. Right. I don't want, I don't care about that stuff. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? what's whatever to me but this one like I literally I did watch Chris Stuckman's review again he's a YouTuber we like and he liked this movie I know I was super surprised I was like okay I guess I'm starting to differ from him and I think that like you know that's it's just a a matter of of opinion obviously that's Mm -hmm. what we do but it's like I just, the fact that I was looking at my phone by in the climax of this movie, like, cause I actually was keeping up with, like, I, I didn't mind the, her trying to figure out. So basically we find out that the reason that this little boy in the beginning got possessed was because his family was cursed. They found a, basically a satanic kind of totem type thing or an, or a, a relic and somebody had placed it there on purpose to curse this family. They have to figure out what it is and who put it there. And I was on board for figuring that out. And there are other crimes and these things that kind of are around this community. And we're trying to like, again, this is a court case. So we're working with the law and trying to find this other missing person that may be tied to this and what happened to them. And Lorraine is channeling obviously her powers to do this. And we found this other body here. And I was like, okay, like, cool, cool. Doing all that stuff, I guess. Like, but it, I've, and I know that we're dealing with this one family. It's like Arnie and his fiance, but the other ones just felt so much more intimate to me. Yes. Absolutely. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Like this one, we end up finding out that there is a Satanist basically controlling this demon kind of with these, this altar. And she's the one that is trying to get Arnie now in prison to kill himself because she has offered a soul to this demon that she has summoned. It's not just like a natural kind of haunting or possession. This person has this human being has summoned this demon to hurt other people for no reason other than evil and Satanists aren't evil. They're like humanists, right? I'm so tired of that narrative. Can we pick something else? Yeah. I mean, this was the eighties and they're Satanic panic. I know. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I was literally, it was funny. Cause I said the same thing to Connor. I was like, I'm not even a Satanist and I'm offended every time they say this. Exactly. Like the whole like, Satanists or not. I mean, I'm sure that there are some people that like hail Satan actually like mean it and want to yeah. hurt people for Satan. But like, actual satanists sometimes they don't even believe that there's satan that satan exists they're like atheist satan satanists and then also like most of the time they're just humanists so Mm -hmm. if you actually read the principles of satanism 
they're pretty fucking awesome. So like, I'm, it's just a tired narrative. I wish we could pick a different Mm -hmm. thing. Like this priest that we meet was looking or like researching this disciples of the Ram cult, which is like a satanic cult. And he helps them figure out all of these things. He's got like basically a giant room full of all these things he's collected, kind of like their haunted room, but just things of like satanic. Yeah, which they're so judgy on when they see it. They're like, you just collect these things. And he literally mocks them because they do the same fucking thing. Yeah, yours are like haunted, haunted. So I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. But then, like, we just find out it's this person that's trying to get Arnie to kill himself in prison and channels this demon. And, like, in between all this, like, we just find there's, like, okay, I'm just going to talk about this one scene real quick. Lorraine finds this body, right? Because as I was mentioning before, I know this sounds all over the place. It's really hard. I'm not going to give you detailed plot points because, one, you can see the movie. I do recommend watching the movie because this is a conjuring film, and it is part of a one of the best modern era like film franchises that being said like we have lawyer and we have the nun and some weaker points here but as far as just like conjuring one conjuring two now we have the third installment here you should watch it for continuity okay but <laughs> so we have this scene where she finds this body that's been tied to the satanic cult because she was able to channel it in and she goes into this morgue right Oh this is the scene God. that's not in the trailer. Okay. This body, they she connects with this Satanist, and now they have like this like Voldemort Harry Potter connection, right? And this body, have y'all ever okay, I say y'all like y'all can answer me. Kristen. <laughs> Dawn y'all of the, me. Got it. Dawn of the Dead 2004. Yeah. Do you remember? That really big bitch zombie that wakes up and looks over and starts running at him. Uh, like barely. Okay, that's all I could think about. And it was so funny to me because this corpse gets up and Lorraine is all like doing her clairvoyant thing and like in a trance and not paying attention to what's happening to Ed because she can't. And this big fat naked dead guy is running yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you see him again later and it's not fucking scary it's not fucking scary yep yeah and so... you saw it coming a mile away they literally show you the body right next to like this light that you know that they're gonna have to push this fucking button and then ed wanders over to press the fucking button and oh my god the body's gone no way i hated that scene yeah hated it like i thought it was not well done. I didn't like the whole corpse coming to life thing, being controlled by the satanic woman trying to come after them. I just didn't really like any of that whole thing. I didn't mind the whole connection between the two of them because she's she's like, oh, I know who you are now. I'm coming after you. Because, okay, like, oh, shit, she's got you now. Like, it's a war between the satanists that control a demon and the clairvoyant you know that also has powers that she can kind of do shit with like okay but then she you know tries to come after them and that she sends them flowers and it has one of those satanic totems in it and so Which i was been so marked. fucking pissed about because they're looking for it they know that ed has just been basically cursed they're racing around the house trying to find where it is oh my god and then they break this this very 
gross looking dead roses they break this creepy looking vase and everyone's like oh my god when they find it in the bottom i'm like that's what y'all were looking for what are you freaking out about yeah it, it, you, you, that's literally the thing that you wanted yeah yeah it, 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 <laughs> so i mean again like when i was watching it i was like okay all right like okay and I was just trying to, I, I don't really know who's, because James Wan did produce this. Okay. He was in on this and I know the director and producer are two different roles and I don't know how different this would have been had he directed it. And I don't know why he stepped down on directing this, but I just have to wonder, is that the X factor here? You know, because I, I, well, it, it was definitely me, the weakest film, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it leads me to go, did you want to do a third one and James Wan didn't have the space in his calendar and you were like, but we want the money. And you did it either way. You were like, oh, we have this director that did La Llorona that everybody shit on, but we'll just have him fucking do our main series that everyone loves. We'll just have him shit all over that, too. Sounds fun, right? We'll still get the money and they still got the money for it. I mean, it's got an 84% right now on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience and a 59 from the critics. So I don't know, like it doesn't, it just does not feel like, okay. Ed and Lorraine Warren, they feel very conjuring to me. They always will. They have a wonderful chemistry or I say, but like, and you know, Patrick and Vera, kill it every single time like they could make i think the shittiest movie sentimental and wonderful but it just doesn't have that same feel like that style is lost and it's just a little tedious feeling and it just i don't know the the thrill was kind of kind of gone you know and it just, and finding out that it was just like a person controlling it. I, I like more of like the, yeah, it was a demon, but also like, I don't know. And, and it ended up being the priest they went to help. It ended up being his daughter. And I was like, that was stupid. Yeah. Well, there's just not really any other like major plot points because they're all just like running around trying to, I don't know, do stupid stuff. Correct. They're all, it, nothing's connected on anything that's that's the poor editing that i'm talking about this was not put together well at all at all it's definitely feels very jarring it feels like multiple different subplots like the lorraine and ed one that's just our romance plot that's just how are we going to get people to like this movie oh ed and lorraine let's have them fall in love again oh my god how sweet and that was awesome i loved it i loved them and their love story i always do then there was the there's the guy who's now in prison and we're trying to get him out of there and not killed for killing someone else and then there's like kind of the subplot of the family that was affected before but then you barely see them and it's just and then you also have the fucking witch and the priest it's just too many separate things were going on yeah i just wish that we had if this was the case they were going to go with, maybe 
honed in a little bit more on like, cause I thought the murder was going to be like a way bigger part and it was like a very fleeting scene. Do you know what I mean? Correct. I thought like, I figured they were maybe going to do more about the little boy being possessed before we get to that part of it. That would have added a lot to it. Even doing the courtroom, having it be like an Emily Rose type thing would have been better, I think. But it this was too, too jarring and not scary. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm not, like, super pissed off about it, but... At the same, I just think the conjuring, I, I just hope there's not a fourth one, I guess, because once this happens, I think enough people will be fine with this one to where they should just leave it alone. But if a fourth one happens, that's when you're going to just run this into the ground. You know, I think that they've already yeah, of course talked they about maybe doing another two of them. Oh I my think, God. I think. I don't know if we're positive, but I feel like I've read that. Cool. <laughs> well, they want that motherfucking money, and The Conjuring brings that shit in. Yeah. I'm tired of that. I'm so fucking tired of money ruling everything. That's literally what is wrong with so many things, and that is what's honestly ruining Hollywood right now. Actually, Connor and I were talking about that afterwards. We ended up having a big conversation. And part of what we talked about was Jordan Peele. I love Jordan Peele. He's my man. He's fucking awesome. Go monkey paw. But where I'm pissed about money coming into it is Universal taking him for, you know, five fucking years to do their own goddamn movies. We need good horror now. We don't need these studios just fucking paying it out and getting giving us shit. I'm tired of that. And it's with everything. Like, no offense to you superhero movie lovers. I'm tired of the superhero movies. Like, that's it, it's done. It's played out. Let's do new stuff. And in order to get that new stuff, we need new creators doing their thing, not being paid off by Universal and Blumhouse. God, Blumhouse. I loved Blumhouse for the longest time because I love horror and they they really helped that niche grow for us. Now it's too big. Now it's too big. It's too much money and they don't care anymore. They're just throwing shit out and I'm tired of it. It used to be kind of like when you saw the Blumhouse thing come on, it was like, ooh, but now it's like, yeah. well, this is either going to be good or it's going to be really fucking bad. Exactly. I don't know. Like, you could be totally fine with this one or like, I'm not as mad at this one as I was of Curse of La Llorona, but what makes it more sad is that it is a conjuring film, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah two things before we wrap up that I want to bitch about. Yeah. So we eventually get to the point where she is trying to get Arnie to kill himself and they basically need to exercise her from him so that this doesn't happen. And <laughs> there is just this, we don't have our main priest. We see him in the beginning and then he just disappears for the rest of it, I guess. We don't have Ed because he's out doing his own shit trying to save Lorraine right now. So all we have, the little prison priest, okay, that, that's all he does is he just, you know, does last rites and does mass for the little cleric that's in there. He's not an exorcist. That is like something that requires, you know, schooling and discipline and time. And just because you have Ed's book and he taught you what to read from it does not mean you are an exorcist. So they use him and also... Fucking Arnie's girlfriend is in the infirmary with him. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. There's no fucking way in hell that would have fucking happened. Absolutely not. 
Yeah, I also was thinking that. I was like, how is she in there? Is she allowed to be in there? No. This is a prison. Correct. Max security prison, too. Correct. He fucking murdered somebody. Viciously murdered somebody, okay? There, there's, we're talking death penalty shit. There's no fucking way in hell. Just because he's sick and laying in bed, they're going to allow his girlfriend there to hold his hand. No. Stabbed 22 times. Yeah. Hell fucking no. And then the other thing that pissed me off, and I get it, I get you're trying to keep up with the Ed and Lorraine love story, but Ed has had a fucking heart attack, okay? He is down in these little catacomb areas trying to save Lorraine with a goddamn sledgehammer because she's trying to tip over this concrete fucking altar by herself, and she just keeps doing it over and over again, and I'm literally screaming at the TV going, that didn't work the first time, what else she gonna try? Look for something else. He's bringing a fucking sledgehammer down because, you know, the man has to save the day, and that's exactly what he does. He literally, he has to come save her again, and that is so fucking irritating. Come on, man. I also, when she kept trying to tip over the altar, I was like, can't you just, like, get rid of some of the stuff that would be me exactly at least if you can't crack the altar then fucking i would take my arms and i would just spread everything on the floor scatter it everywhere like i just did in my own hand (laughs) i just threw a pen but yeah just scatter it fucking everywhere like if if she doesn't have stuff yes exactly if she doesn't have her altar set up then it got it's got to be just the same yeah and then ed try it gets like he doesn't even get possessed by this demon though she just starts controlling him with this fairy dust shit yeah and then like he starts trying to beat the shit out of lorraine with a sledgehammer and he i I don't know it gets wacky there's so many moving parts and like i guess they didn't want to do like a haunted house thing again and they didn't want to do a possessed family because they've done that twice now so let's do something different totally fine i totally get it the warrens had a lot of cases so let's do one and this was not a bad one to do i just didn't like all of the moving around and the Mm -hmm. the the pieces just didn't seem to fit like a cohesive puzzle it was kind of like a jam together and so i just kind of was like i don't really like literally when i should have been caring the most when he was like bashing a sledge yeah didn't at care her, at all i was looking at my phone <laughs> yeah exactly and then you didn't even give me the scares with your poor fucking cgi i'm sorry the first two conjurings are scary because you don't really see things until you need to fucking see things that's it's not that hard to do even with a witch or satanist thing come on man Yeah, there were also too many monsters, I think, that you tried to see here. Like, I, you didn't really know what was the demon and what wasn't and what was just the Satanist. And I wish they would have focused in more on, like, what was supposed to. Because the nun in the second one, scary. She was terrifying. The nun in the nun, not scary at all. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's... There's a scene, in, and, and that's the other thing. Like, you saw these scary scenes coming a mile away. You knew that it was going to be a fucking jump scare. You knew that they're in the infirmary, and he's walking over to a bed where he sees some something over there. You can't see it. You can't. They didn't even bother to put, like, a fucking shape, a black shape, nothing. You don't see anything. But he's wandering over there, and you're like, oh, my God, something's going to, like, grab him on the bed. And, yeah, something grabs him on the bed. And her face isn't even that fucking scary. Yeah, no. Two out of five. I fucking hate this movie. I will never watch it again. I don't advise you guys to. That's right. You didn't give it a one. I will only give it a two because I like the other two conjurings. 
You get a pity uh, star. The the two is for Ed and Lorraine. It's for Vera and Patrick. Y'all killed it again. Love you. I would honestly give it a three. I was not that upset about it, like as upset as you, but it is definitely the weakest conjuring in my opinion. I will pull both con- the conjuring and the conjuring two yearly. Like I will pull it for my spooky Absolutely. season Always. outings. Yeah, I will pull when it. When you want to for- be scared, you put on the conjuring. Yeah, especially the second one for me, but like yeah. for a lot for the first one too. But I will put them on my. We've I think we've put them on our like thirty one days of Halloween list before, mm-hmm. and I, I this one is so unfortunate because it's like when you have a third movie, it feels like it should just like like into place, you know, like, okay, yeah. there's, let's watch one, two, and three. But this one, when I do watch the conjuring films, I will just not include this one and I will just forget it exists. And I will just watch the first two. Will I get it when it comes out on Blu-ray? Yes, because I just need to complete collections, but <laughs> I won't r- probably ever watch it. I'll, I'll like, if somebody is like, I haven't seen the conjuring three and I've seen the other ones and I really want to watch it and be like, okay, I'll put it on. Cause I'm, it doesn't make me like as angry as it made you, mm-hmm. but it, it's definitely like not anything that I will, I won't really remember it to be honest with you. I think this director should find a new genre. Horror is not it. Or maybe just find a different genre of horror. Like you don't have to, I think trying to replicate things is also like, very difficult to do and when you are trying to do something that is like the conjuring universe that has been so like james wan really like did that with the conjuring and the conjuring 2 exactly why you shouldn't have just handed it off to some other fucking dude you should have kept it with james wan or gone okay maybe that's the end of and lorraine warren and done other directors for the nun and the nun 2 and the nun 23 like i know you guys are planning yeah, like the only other, th- I don't know what the maiden is, but it doesn't sound like the other things he's done. He directed Worst Date Ever, Reagan, and Massacre Lake, obviously. He only did visual effects on that one and make note of every sound. So I don't, I don't, obviously don't know what those are, but they don't even have like Wikipedia pages. So it's like he did very, very small projects and then boom, he got Curse of La Llorona. And I'm not hating on that. It's just kind of like that seems like a big jump to give your major, major, major franchise to this, whoever this is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then when Curse of Iorona got such bad reviews, then you give him the bigger piece. I I don't understand why. I don't honestly, the nun was better then Curse of La Llorona, give it to the nun director. I'm curious. So the nun right now, no, I'm sorry. The Curse of La Llorona stands at Rotten Tomatoes with a 36% audience score and a 28% critic. That's somebody you want to give the conjuring to. Absolutely. Yep. What's the nun at? So remember that Curse of La Llorona, again, critics wise is at 28% and audience wise is at 36. The Nun, however, is at 24% critic and 34% audience. So about the same. Yeah, they are both equally unliked. But it's unfortunate because it's like the everything that the Conjuring did spin off Conjuring, not great. 
except for Annabelle Homecoming. Was that the that Annabelle was the one that made us scream? Was Creation. The one yeah, yeah, I'm that sorry. Was Homecoming was the bad one. Homecoming was lame. Creation yeah. was the good one. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, maybe just and I get like if James Wan didn't want to do it, but I think there are other directors maybe that could well, have there, been there are plenty of other directors just in the world that do sequels and you know the third films of great first movies and they make them mesh together like they manage to do it so maybe find somebody that had a closer vision to your first two yeah Well, I mean, I guess I I would say see it to finish out The Conjuring. Kristen says don't bother, so do with that information what you will. <laughs> right. And let us know what you thought. Like, I'm really interested to see, especially from big Conjuring fans, because a lot of the critics are actually saying they like it, and then obviously there are some like us that are saying nah. So let us know which side you sit on. Either way, your opinion is valid, but... You know, I just think that I will go watch the second one and get the shit scared out of me again to make yeah, up for exactly. this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So thank you so much for joining us for this review of The Conjuring 3. I'm really just glad that things are starting to come out again. That makes me happy. So agreed. All being said, at least we got to watch it because, but uh, another thing is <laughs> I waited so long. <laughs> yes, but I think one of our upcoming hypes is an M. Light Shyamalan movie called old and i'm super excited for that he doesn't do much but i feel like when he does do something it's pretty damn good very excited yeah well can we talk about the last airbender then because i disagree okay but i totally feel like the last airbender was somebody forcing him to do that shit like maybe he wanted to do the movie and then fucking studios came in and shit all over it so maybe i that still was an think atrocity yes m night Shyamalan. i still think is amazing he i will go see anything that he does well, I guess you'll have to find out when we release that one. In the meantime, you can follow us on all of our social medias, Facebook and Instagram as the Extra Sisters Podcast. Twitter is at the Extra Sisters. If you would like to join our Patreon, that would be super sweet. It is <laughs> patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters Podcast. We only have two tiers, $1 and $5 a month. And you can email us and let us know what you thought about The Conjuring 3. That is the Extra Sisters at gmail.com. Until next time, stay creepy.